Isn't that beautiful? Bringing Shabbat that way. I love all of us singing together. It's really wonderful. And I didn't even look to see that that was going to be the music and the text between our tefillah and what I wanted to share with you tonight, Chadesh Yamenu Kekedem, which is Chadesh, make new, Yamenu, our days, whatever those days are, Kekedem, renew us just the way they were either in the past or the way they will be in the future. And that feels to me like our journey for the past 4,000 years has been to make new the old, uh, but not in a way where we just point at our history or where we read a book or we tell stories about things, but how we relive everything that's happened over the last 4,000 years. And in fact, in Hebrew, there is no word for history. There's no word for history except for the word that's anglicized, which is historia. Historia is the word for history. But there is a word for memory. Because memory is so much more powerful, and it's so much about the me. It has the word me in it. History has his, as if it's something else. But the subjective part is what we remember and what we do with that memory. And in fact, the words in this week's parsha that I, um, I share with Sarah Ginsburg, when Sarah and I started studying, I said, that was my bat mitzvah portion, hazinu. So whenever I come to hazinu, I remember the words, which are zachor yamoto lambinu shnot dor vador, which means remember the days of old, consider the years of ages past, ask your parents, ask your grandparents, they'll tell you what was up back then so that you can either not relive it or bring the good parts into are present. And I'll tell you, I don't know, Sarah, if I shared this with you, my first meeting with my rabbi about, you know, 10, 15 years ago at my bat mitzvah, um, I met with my rabbi and I remember sitting there next to my mom and he handed me the Torah portion and he said, it's hazinu, you're going to study it and then you're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. And I said, what is it about? And he said, it's about iniquity. And I turned to my mom, I said, what's that? She said, it's bad, I'll tell you later. <laughs> We are so much about the power of memory. On Shabbat, we're supposed to zahor, we're supposed to remember, and shamor, guard the Shabbat. And we end the most holy days with yizkor, which, which is the memorial service that we have on Yom Kippur, Shemini Atzeret, uh, the eighth day of Pesach, and the, last, the second day of Shavuot. Each time we get to a place of remembering who and what came before us, but in the way that when you walk out of the sanctuary tonight, we're not just remembering it as if we're telling a story. If you look outside, we've already begun, and Jews all over the world have begun to build their sukkah. And if you think about how important the three pilgrimage festivals are, Sukkot, Pesach, and Shavuot, they're all about memory, but about reliving memory. On Shavuot, you're supposed to stay up all night long and study Torah like we were as if we were on Mount Sinai. And at Pesach, you're actually supposed to relive the slavery from Egypt. There's this great um, Yemenite tradition when you sing Dayenu, that you're supposed to take leeks or scallions and actually whip each other as you're singing Dayenu to, to feel like there is slavery, as if we don't know there is still slavery in this world, but we don't need to look back that far. We relive it. And with Sukkot, we're already building these impermanent places where we dwell, and the weather's not perfect now, but if you've ever been in Israel during Sukkot, Israelis drag out, they schlep everything in there. Um, they bring out their computers, their DVD players, they're watching movies, their beds are out there, their refrigerators, they're eating, they're drinking, they're really dwelling in the Sukkot. And if you look up, you're always aware of what's above you because of the leafy boughs. You have to be able for a kosher Sukkah to see the stars, to feel the rain, to know that we have made it through 
Yom Kippur, but there's still a real sense of being impermanent, of being vulnerable. And when I think about how important memory is and as a tool that has kept us alive, uh, I think about how important our own personal memories are, what has been shared from our grandparents or our parents to us. And so I just want to have everybody take a moment and think about your first Jewish memory. Think about your first Jewish memory. Sometimes it's hard to think so far back, but if you can't think about it, think about a person that really impacted you early in your life who was Jewish. And, and I'll share with you that I'm not quite sure how, how old I was at this point, but I couldn't have been more than five, six years old when my grandmother took me to the Chicago equivalent of the Jewish Family and Children's Services, and it was in the dead of winter. And my first memory of being a Jew was that it was, um, it was called the Council for Soviet Jews, and they were um, doing a lunch for the new emigres from the former Soviet Union. Uh, I was born in 1966, so it was the early 70s when we first started seeing Soviet Jews coming into the United States. And I remember it was the dead of winter, and we went into this huge hall, like the size of Guild Hall, and we served a beautiful lunch for them. It was a Hanukkah lunch. And then every single person there, every Soviet Jew, got a gift. And we had gone early, and we had wrapped all the gifts in Hanukkah paper. And so my job was to stand next to my grandmother and we would give out gifts to each one of these people. And I remember this man, I remember handing him his gift and he opened it up and it was a tie. And he just looked at me and he shook his head. He didn't speak a word of English and I thought, how ungrateful that he didn't say thank you, he shook his head at me, I just gave him a gift and he kind of stormed away and I walked around the room to the other end where they were also giving away gifts and he stood in that line. And I thought, is he going to get a second gift? And so I watched. I was curious to see what would happen. And he walked up through the second line, and he looked, and he looked, and he looked, and he pointed to something. And they handed him that. And he opened it up, and they were socks. And he smiled. And then I looked down, and he, in the dead of winter, was wearing shoes and no socks. So for me, as a little kid, I realized, wait a minute, who am I? Who am I to, to think, oh, who is this guy? He's look, what do we call it? He's looking a gift horse in the mouth. How ungrateful is he? He didn't have any socks. It was below zero in Chicago, and he figured out a way to get the gift that he needed. And for me, that's why, you know, you could say, as a rabbi, it's interesting, my first memory of being Jewish was not in a sanctuary, but it was in a different kind of sanctuary, a justice kind of a sanctuary, where we were helping the needy. We were giving people what they needed. So I want you to take a moment, turn to somebody you know or you don't know, and tell them what you remember of your first Jewish memory. Just take a couple minutes, share with somebody. This might be it, too. If this is your first time here, this could be your first Jewish memory.
Okay. Shh. Usually what happens when you start getting people talking, you realize your second cousin once removed from Camp Elonim in New Jersey is actually sitting across from you. We end up playing a little bit of Jewish geography, so I hope that you will continue whatever these stories are, whatever sparked for you that first Jewish memory um, during our Oneg Shabbat. And I wanted to end with a beautiful quote uh, from the former chief rabbi of England, Rabbi Sachs. He said, there is a profound difference between history and memory. History is his story, an event that happened sometime else to someone else. Memory is my story, something that happened to me and is a part of who I am. History is information. Memory, by contrast, is a part of identity. I can study the history of other peoples, cultures, and civilizations. They deepen my knowledge and broaden my horizons, but they do not make a claim on me. They are the past. They are the past as a part. Memory is the past as, pre as present, as it lives on in me. Without memory, there can be no identity. Without memory, there can be no identity. I think that's very powerful, that we don't just remember by looking backwards, but we remember every single day that we feel a profound link to our Judaism, and we keep doing Jewish sometimes in the same way that our ancestors did 4,000 years ago, sometimes in brand new and different ways. And our hope is that, just like the Midrash that says that when Moshe came back like in a time machine, and he stood there and he didn't understand anything that anybody was saying because it was in a different language, finally at the end of the teaching, one of the teachers said, how do you know this? And the other teacher said, because it was taught from Moshe Misinai. It was taught from Moses at Mount Sinai, and Moses smiles. Shabbat shalom. We continue now on page 282 and we rise for the Alenu.